Hello everyone, welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Last week, I dissect Brittany's autopsy report and discussed the ridiculousness of it, in my opinion. This week, I give you some insight on the good old boys club over there in Kokomo and Howard County. Are you ready? Let's do this! I need to take a bite of humble pie and start off by apologizing for giving all of you wonderful warriors false information. In episode 24, I stated that Dr. Sozio claimed to be both a pathologist and a prosecutor. You guys, I was wrong. He actually calls himself a prosector, not a prosecutor. <laughs> I pride myself in giving you the facts, and I am very sorry for that mistake. Okay, so last week I mentioned that Kokomo Police Lieutenant Sean Haas created Supplement Number 17 in Brittany Bell's police report on November 9th, 2017 at 7.34 a.m., stating that her case is cleared. I'd like to note that each of the 19 supplement narratives included in the police report as well as the original police narrative, has an author, a signee, and a reviewer. For example, the original police narrative is written by Sergeant Williams, signed by Sergeant Williams, and reviewed by Sergeant Colbertson. It's a way to hold people accountable. Well, there are two Kokomo police officers that seem to have enough authority to write, sign, and review their own narratives. Meaning, no one is holding them accountable. No one is reviewing what they wrote. No one is making sure these officers are telling the truth. How can this happen? What gives Sergeant Jay Webster and Lieutenant Sean Haas this authority? Why are they the only two not being held accountable? Yes, you guys heard that correctly. Lieutenant Sean Haas wrote, signed, and reviewed both of his supplement narratives in Brittany Bell's police report. And you guys, his narratives are not minuscule in the least. His narratives are of his shitty ass interview, in my opinion, with Stacy and announcing Brittany's case as cleared. What the hell is going on in this department? This seems extremely suspicious to me. And to make matters more suspicious, just 49 days after Lieutenant Sean Haas wrote, signed, and reviewed his 
own narrative closing Brittany Bell's case, he retired from Kokomo Police Department and was sworn in as the new chief deputy coroner of Howard County. Listen to this. On December 29, 2017, the Kokomo Tribune published the following article titled, New Chief Deputy Coroner Sworn In. Quote, The Howard County Coroner's Office will have a new chief deputy coroner starting the first of the year. Sean Haas, who has served as a Kokomo police officer for the past 29 years, was sworn into the chief deputy coroner position Thursday. Haas is replacing outgoing deputy coroner Jay Price, who served for two terms as the county's coroner before the current coroner, Stephen C. Lee. Haas will be responsible for conducting death investigations, along with supervising and assisting the coroner in the daily operations of the coroner's office. His experience as a former police officer will be an asset to the office, according to the press release. Haas is a lifelong resident of Howard County and has been married to his wife for 33 years. They have three sons and four grandchildren. The Howard County Coroner's Office conducts well over 200 investigations a year and is responsible for identification of the deceased and determining the cause and manner of the death. The office has seen a growing number of death investigations over the years due to population and demographic changes. Additional public mandates have also required increased coroner activity. Now coroners are involved in the emergency room deaths and any hospital deaths under 24 hours following patient admission. The coroner's office also investigates unattended and unnatural deaths, as well as homicides, accidents, and overdoses, of which the office saw an increase in 2017. This year, the county has had over 40 overdose deaths, as opposed to the previous high of 34 in 2015. End quote. What the what? Again, who is holding these people accountable? All right, let's break it down. Quote, Haas will be responsible for conducting death investigations along with supervising and assisting the coroner in the daily operations in the coroner's office. His experience as a former police officer will be an asset to the office. Blech. Barf. End quote. Actually, that blah and barf are not included in the quote. Sorry about that. How convenient that former Lieutenant Sean Haas, the one that wrote, signed, and reviewed his own narratives in Britney's police report, is now responsible for conducting death investigations and supervising the coroner? I wonder if this not so much of a dink was brought about so no one would be held accountable for Britney's so-called death investigation. And I'd love to know how his experience as a police officer will be an asset. Did 
anyone listen to Haas's interview with Britney's roommate Stacy? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? <sighs> okay. Next point of contention. Quote, the Howard County Coroner's Office is responsible for determining the cause and manner of death. End quote. Well, the Howard County Coroner's Office really nailed that one. Brittany's death certificate says cause of death, cardiac dysrhythmia, and onset to death, unknown. But that's not it, you guys. The coroner and pathologist stated in Brittany's autopsy report, the cause of death, cardiac dysrhythmia, and manner of death, undetermined. The article just stated the coroner's office is responsible for the cause and manner of death. How can Brittany Bell's case be closed if Howard County Coroner's Office name her manner of death as unknown and undetermined? Where is the accountability? You guys, I spoke with Assistant Chief of Police, Teresa Galloway, on June 2nd, 2021. And she told me Brittany died of an overdose. Uh, no, she didn't. The assistant chief of police, whom also worked directly on Brittany's case prior to becoming assistant chief, still to this day is spreading the rumor that Brittany Bell died of an overdose. You guys, I had to go over the toxicology report with her. She told me that her death was ruled overdose by the pathologist. Newsflash! Her manner of death is written as unknown and undetermined. How fucking embarrassing for this department. Some random girl helping families get justice had to tell you how one of your death investigations was ruled. You're welcome. Take a listen. Are you guys still saying, so is it, how, what are you guys, what are you guys saying happened to Brittany? Overdose? It was an overdose is the way I believe, and I have it in front, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm, from memory, I'm going with that the pathology said it was an overdose and the toxicology records, it was an overdose. Okay, then I guess before, I guess that's that's the big issue then. I guess before we meet, I'd, I would ask that you would look at those and just find, I mean, I... Absolutely, I will. I, I just... That's the thing. I just... Okay, so how do we know that? Because I... Is what I'm asking at, you. Yep, I'm looking at it right now and I'll tell you. So she, her concentration for um, clonazepam... So clonopin that they said that she was taking is 8.2 nanograms per milliliter. Nanograms per milliliter, the alert level is 100. The lethal level is 1,000. She was at 8.2. So she... Okay, and when I... Let me just correct myself. Sure. When I do say overdose, I got to see what... Do you have the pathology report in front of you? I do. Okay, what did he say? What, how did he rule that then? They ruled it undetermined. Okay. 
I will get the case, and I will look at it. I, this is my second day back from vacation, so I called you back quickly because everybody's like, call Lindsay, call Lindsay. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? Why in the fuck am I the one informing the assistant chief of police that she is spreading lies about Brittany Bell? How is this acceptable? Why the fuck am I, along with family members, the ones that appear to be demanding proof from this department? Why the fuck am I informing those that are sworn to protect and serve that they actually are not protecting and serving their community? No wonder why there is such a huge disconnect between KPD and the community. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and just play the beginning of this phone conversation for all of you as well. Take a listen. My, my goal, I'm just cutting to the chase, that the goal of all of this is for the Indiana State Police to take over Brittany Bell's case. Okay, so here I guess I have some questions. So sure. you're, you're wanting them to take over the new information that you have that's not been shared with us? Well, or the it. case that we already have? All of it. Well, clearly they'd have to start with, they would get all of your files. You know, that clearly that's what, when the case is reopened, it would be they would get your, sorry, I shouldn't say clearly because maybe that's wrong. But um, I, yes, my intention would be, our intention would be for them to get all of the information that you have and then put together the some of this new information and who we believe needs to be interviewed, have them do these new interviews and um, look into this. Okay, can I, that, that is kind of insulting, so I guess I'm asking why wouldn't you, why would you want them to do the new interviews? If you've got some good information, share that with us and let us follow that up. Well, because the case is closed and I do know that you have been provided some of this information before or have been at least offered this information and it's been denied. And so I just, I think that the best case scenario with the relationship that it sounds like you guys have with Brittany's family, that the best case scenario for Brittany would be for, to give it to new hands, get some fresh eyes to look at it and, and that way they can use the resources. I do, I am aware uh, that, that her phone wasn't able to, to be opened. And I also do know that the state police do have resources to be able to do that. I do know that they have resources to be able to do cell tower pings and to get to see who was in her apartment. Okay, but we have that same technology. That technology at the time was not available to anybody. That's brand new technology that's just recently come out, which we also have. Oh, awesome. So then are you going to get the phones from the different people involved and then you're going to ping... Well, we, we're just now hearing about this. So if there's information on a phone that somebody thinks they have and we couldn't unlock it, absolutely. Who has the phone? Brittany's mom got that phone back. Did she keep that phone? She was adamant that she wanted that phone. Ma'am, I just don't want you to get frustrated with me. I'm just saying she... Oh, I'm not frustrated. I'm asking a question. Oh, absolutely. She was she was adamant to get the phone back because that's her property and it's her daughter and you guys closed the case and that was fine. So she right. she deserves that. So, yeah, she still has that phone. You guys have been well aware. Right, absolutely. Oh, then she can bring that to us. Hold on. But you've been well aware. Have you guys tried to get into Stacy Stacey Moore's phone? 
can't sit here right now and say that we did. I'm not sure if, you, if this is the information that you have, that she was, I mean, no, she was a roommate of her. But this is, this is what I'm asking. If this, all this information is available and you want to bring it and speak to us about this, we'll go through this item by item. Well, and we'll absolutely follow up on this stuff. Oh, I get I, I'm sorry, you were over-talking me. I couldn't, I can't hear you. Say that again. Please don't be rude. Um, I'm not being I, rude, Lindsay. I'm, you're over-talking me, and I'm trying to explain some things to you. Okay, and this is, a, this is, okay, then, then this, that also then explains why I think that it should be in new hands, because you guys have had the information that Stacy, you guys are well aware that Stacy Moore is Brittany Bell's or was her roommate at the time. Roommate, absolutely. So you guys, right, so I'm not bringing you new information. You have that information. You know that Brittany, or that Stacy Moore was at Brittany's house. The last person yes, alleged... Yes, they were roommates. No. Don't, you just got... No, I, so I guess I'm asking is on a... Please, but... Okay, hang on a minute. I'm talking over you. So okay. just let me talk too, please. So so this is why I think... It's Lindsay, you don't have to be rude to me. I am trying to walk through, and you're being very... I can tell you're irritated. You're being very rude to me. So let's talk as professionals. I agree. I agree. Okay, are you a police officer, first of all? Do you understand how investigations work? Absolutely. No, I'm not a police officer, no. But um, I have been, and I deal with... If you want to look up, my sister-in-law is Egypt Covington, and we have been through all of this. So. Okay, yeah, I would actually like to look a little bit of that sure. up. Um, can you give me some information sure. on that? Hold on. I want to go back to what we were saying and why I believe that we should. I just want to know. I guess I want a yes or no. Are you willing to hand Brittany's case over to the state police? We will hand it to the state police after we fully investigate it with the new information you give us. Absolutely. Ma'am, it's information Absolutely. that you already have that I've put together. You have it already. Okay, then, if, but we don't know that. We haven't sat down and compared everything. So bring what you have. Let's set up a meeting. Bring what you have, and let's talk about it. Okay. That's and let's see what we missed with our file and your file. Okay, but if there's new ones, I guess what I'm looking at, if there's new, so right now with the family, it's it's hard because the, the, the trust, the lack of trust, and I know that um, I, I feel that there's, I guess the relationship between the family and you guys is, is not not good. Um, well, I don't know that we've had a bad relationship. I mean, okay. she is absolutely a distraught mother. I totally get that. Okay. I've dealt with, you know, horrible things in my family as a, other officers. It's hard to lose a child. And, you know, sometimes you're just looking for answers that aren't there. And no matter what, if we can't be the ones to give her an answer that she wants, you get frustrated. And I understand that totally. You know, this is not the first case. You know, we've had to deliver some bad news to people and it's not what they want to hear nor will they ever believe it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have several professionals, including forensic pathologists, that, yeah, you know, him that she met with today. them. I mean, she's she's met with the coroner. She's never she's met, met with a pathologist. With, she's never met with a pathologist. She's tried. She's met and he's not wanting to meet with her, or what? I'm not sure with, with that. I, I called him today as well on his cell phone. I've called him. We have the proof that Vincent Jones was at her, at Brittany's apartment that same morning. And, and 
he has said that you guys have never interviewed him, and I know you guys have that information. So that that's where I'm getting that, why I want the new interviews to be done by someone other than you guys, because that that lack of trust, I think, has been... No, but you're saying two different things. I mean, uh-huh. if we... if it, I mean... The lack of, there's no lack of trust there. It's just a matter of interviewing. Okay, let's do this. Let's make an appointment. We'd love to sit down and talk to you. Okay. And, you know, like I said, we'll be glad to look over everything you have. And, uh, you know, we have a great detective team. Let's let them see what they've gone over, what they haven't gone over, what new information you have. Um, I'm anxious to see if forensic pathology will talk to you or meet with you. Um, because, you know, we have that report as I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, you know, we have that report as well. So um, I'm interested in, you know, what he says. If he's going to change his pathology report, that's on him. Um, but let's set a time that you can bring this information to us and we can take a look and we'll go from there. Yes. Do you think that we can get the coroner to come to just so we're all in the same room and we can all just look at, you know, instead of saying, well, hold on, I'll call that or I need to look into that. Um, you know you're I mean? welcome to call him. I mean, have you talked to the coroner? Uh, I have tried to call Seal, or some people tell me it's Seal. 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 Um, I've tried calling him. He won't speak to me because he's not happy about Tanner's case and uh, Jay Price. I do have his cell phone number. He's, I know, retired. He's no longer there. Uh-huh. He's hesitant. Um, but I would, I, I think that they would be much more adamant or willing to. Well, we have a great relationship with Jay Price. I wouldn't I think he would, he would absolutely love to sit down and talk, I'm sure. Beautiful. I would love that because he's done some great things. But if you case. could reach out to him and let him know you talked to us and, well, you know, tell Jay to call us, we're fine with that. And we'll, you guys pick a time and let us know and we'll meet. Okay. Uh, and then also. It's going to be on Jay's time. He's the one that's retired. Jay. Okay on his time and then um also do you think that we could please get i guess we'd be requesting can we get someone from the state police a detective from there to as well to come in as well just to hear it all you know we will not first we will not waste their time on that when we don't know what we're getting into we have to they're not going to take anything from us that's half done they will not do that that's what they have they that's that's half done and i'm saying the other half being the information you have they're not going to take that. They're, I mean, we, whatever it is, we will take it from you. We will add it to our case, and then we can give them the case. Absolutely. Okay, so that is an, that is a possibility, that, that you will give the case to the state. Yeah, I have no problems. I'm sure nobody here. Now, if awesome. you've talked to somebody from the state, I don't know if they'll take it. I have no idea. Um, you know, we would go to them and say, this is a case that we've investigated, but they would like you guys to review it. And then that's going to be their decision. I have no idea what they're going to do. Okay. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Okay, you guys. So there you have it. That's the conversation, most of the conversation that I had on June 2nd, 2021. And you better believe I'm going to be holding this department accountable. On June 3rd, 2017, at 10 34 p.m. Dr. Sozio gave me a call. I answered it. I think he was a little bit surprised that I answered it that late at night. And he told me that he would be willing to meet with me and talk about Brittany Bell's autopsy report. 
he suggested that I start an email chain to get everybody on board and to get the schedule together for us to to schedule a meeting at Kokomo Police Department. So on June 8th, 2017, at 1027 a.m., I sent an email to Teresa Galloway, the Assistant Chief of Police, Dr. Stephen Seeley, Howard County Coroner, Pathologist Sozio, and the Mayor, Tyler Moore, I stated the following, quote, Good morning. I am writing to all of you to set up a meeting at the Kokomo Police Department regarding the death of Brittany Bell on March 2, 2017. I spoke with Chief Teresa Galloway and Dr. Thomas Sozio, and they have agreed to meeting as a group to discuss Brittany's case and see the alarming information that we have been able to discover. Please reply all and let us know what days and times work for you to attend this meeting, and I will gladly set this up. I would like to have retired Deputy Coroner Jay Price in attendance as well. However, I do not have his email address. Will one of you please let me know his contact information and I will add him to the group. I had his cell phone number, but it has since been changed. Thank you so much for your time, Lindsay. So you guys, after receiving zero response, I then sent an email saying, quote, I'll throw some dates out there. I'm available next week, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. I'll be driving four hours, so I'd prefer to meet at 11 a.m. or after. Do any of those days work for you, Miss Galloway, Mr. Sozio, Mr. Price, and Mr. Seeley? Nothing. Except Teresa Galloway says to me, were you able to reach out to Jay Price? Is he on board? Clearly, she didn't read my email. And then I said, no, the cell phone number I have for him has since been changed. Do you have a contact for him? Nothing. Two days later, at 10 a.m. on June 10th, good morning. I'd really like to get this meeting scheduled as soon as possible. Please reply all with days and times that work for each of you. Thank you for the opportunity, Lindsay Ann. End quote. I got a reply from Teresa Galloway stating, Lindsay, Steve Sealy has contacted me and advised that they, he and Dr. Sozio, will not be attending this meeting. The county attorney has made it clear that they are not to attend due to a legal procedure regarding the Tanner Barton case. I have not heard from Jay Price. This meeting will probably be just me and Captain Banouche. We will be the ones to receive any information you want to share. As you can imagine, we have a busy schedule, so I will get with you with a date and time. Thank you, Assistant Chief Galloway. That same day, I replied, Okay, thank you. I find this very interesting and will look further into it because Brittany Bell and Tanner Barton have nothing to do with each other. I appreciate your reply and continued desire to meet with me, Lindsay. So you guys, that is my communication between Teresa Galloway and some of the other Kokomo, Howard County representatives in Brittany Bell's case. I want to take a step away from Brittany Bell's case for just a moment. I was taken aback by Teresa Galloway's email stating that I had a legal procedure regarding Tanner Barton's case. You guys, I am unaware of any legal procedure involving me regarding Tanner Barton's case. 
So I emailed Alan Wilson along with Stephen C. Lee and the pathologist and the mayor of Kokomo and the prosecutor of Howard County. I stated on June 10th at 2.47 p.m., Alan, I was informed this morning by Teresa Galloway, assistant chief of police at Kokomo Police Department, that you, quote, made it clear that Dr. Sozio and Dr. Silly are not to attend a meeting regarding Brittany Bell due to a legal procedure regarding the Tanner Barton case, end quote. One, please forward me any legal procedures that I am a part of as I am unaware of such existing legalities. Two, Brittany Bell's case is a completely separate case than Tanner Barton's. Please let me know why you are intervening in Brittany's case and not allowing Dr. Sozio and Dr. Seeley to meet with me, KPD, and Brittany's family. If you have any questions or concerns, please do not hesitate to contact me. Regards, Lindsay Ann. No reply. So the next day, I emailed everyone again. Please forward me what legal procedure I am a part of. No reply. Monday, June 14, I sent an email to the same people. Please respond to the two points below. I am not aware of any legal procedure regarding Tanner Barton's case. Also, I find it extremely disturbing that Sozio and Silly would not meet with a grieving family and the local department that closed her case as a direct result of their findings, and we have discovered many false statements and discrepancies in their report. I have proof. If this happened to your loved one, would you want answers? No response. So then the next day on June 15 at 2.47 p.m., I sent an email to 18 representatives in Howard County. I stated the following, quote, Please respond to the email sent on June 10, 2017. What if you were ignored by people providing false information regarding your child's death? Would you back down? Please reach out to me with any questions. I am so grateful that one of you had the courage to call and talk with me, even though you have been told not to by Alan. Please go with your heart and put yourself in this grieving family's position. I have proof upon proof of the falsehoods, inconsistencies, and flat-out lies used to close both Brittany Bell, Kokomo, and Tanner Barton, Howard County's cases. These cases are not related. I hope to hear from you soon. Lindsay Ann. Again, zero replies. You guys, this email was sent to the county representatives, the people that are voted in by the constituents of Howard County. This is how you very well could be treated if and when your loved one has a highly suspicious death. Today at 4.03 p.m., I sent to all of them again, please see below. I'm still waiting on the, quote, legal procedure, end quote, that I'm a part of. Nothing. I have received nothing. No one can give me the legal procedure that I am apparently a part of. I'm not saying that I'm not a part of one. Maybe they have one that's out there for me. But I am not made aware of that yet. There is nothing that I am a part of. No legal procedure that has to do with Tanner Barton's case. Howard County and Kokomo Police Department 
It's time to step up and be heroes and start giving cases to Indiana State Police. Brittany Bell deserves justice. And so does every other family fighting for their loved one. I'm going to skip back to that stupid-ass article. It says, quote, This year, the county has had over 40 overdose deaths, as opposed to the previous high of 34 in 2015, end quote. Okay, so once I read this, I immediately emailed the coroner, Stephen C. Lee, and I requested the list of victims of overdose deaths in 2017. No surprise here, I have not yet had a reply. But I will continue asking for it until I get it. I promise. During my research, I came across an article in the Kokomo Tribune titled Top 10 Biggest Stories of 2017, published on December 31, 2017. One of the headlines is this, quote, 2017, deadliest year for overdoses in Howard County, end quote. It goes on to say, quote, Howard County Coroner Stephen C. Lee said in early December that there had been 41 overdose deaths in Howard County this year, with two more suspected overdose deaths pending toxicology and surpassing the previous highs of 34 in 2015. 14 of those deaths involved heroin, another 11 involved fentanyl. Additionally, three are confirmed as novel synthetic overdoses, and another three are undetermined, but investigation points towards synthetic-caused overdoses, end quote. You guys, I cannot wait to get the list of 41 overdose deaths in Howard County in 2017. If Brittany Bell's name is on that list, I will go apeshit. And Kokomo, Howard County, will be in for a treat. You guys, when Coroner Seeley was asked how to fix this drug problem, this is the best he could come up with. Quote, I don't know what the answer is. I'm lost. I'm asked that every day. End quote. O-M-G. Way to make your community feel confident in you, Seely. Way to make your community trust you, Seely. Way to sound like a fucking idiot, in my opinion, Seely. Nail that one. Just kidding. So I was intrigued to read the rest of the 10 biggest stories of 2017. And lo and behold, I came across the subtitle, quote, Pastorific destroyed by fire, end quote. This jumped out to me because, as I stated in episode 20, the restaurant directly across the street from Brittany's apartment complex, Pastorific, just so happened to catch on fire, and the 911 call was made within minutes of the 911 call made by Anthony regarding Brittany's death. The significance in this is that Pastorific would have had video surveillance of who came and went from Brittany's building in the hours leading up to and after her death. And those were conveniently destroyed just as her body was being discovered. You guys, the two 911 calls are within minutes of each other. 
I have requested both of those calls and continue to wait on Howard County Attorney Alan Wilson to deem it a reasonable amount of time and provide me with the calls that I am entitled to. You might be the one laughing now, Wilson, but I'm pretty sure you won't be laughing when this is said and done, in my opinion. Okay, so that surveillance video would have shown us exact times Stacy was leaving the apartment. It would have shown everyone that left the apartment on March 1st and 2nd. It would have shown if and when Stacy went back to the apartment to retrieve her belongings. Again, I do not believe it is a coincidence that Pastorific had a fire starting on the roof, as confirmed by a Kokomo fire rescuer, the same time that Brittany Bell was found dead in her home. This is a perfect time now, you guys, for me to let you know that Pastorific's fire got at least eight published articles written and at least 10 news media airtimes. You guys, I absolutely agree that this is an extremely tragic event that deserves every single article and media attention that the owners received. My point is that Brittany Bell was found dead in her home directly across the street from this horrific fire and not one media source or public figure even considered a connection between the two. In fact, the Kokomo Perspective writes, quote, the fire isn't believed to have been started under suspicious circumstances, end quote. Hey, Kokomo Perspective, do your fucking homework. There is great reason to believe the fire was started under suspicious circumstances. I already stated those suspicious circumstances in this episode. Let's see how much integrity you have and see if you publish an updated article with the very clear suspicious circumstances, in my opinion. I also want to point out that the only publication that Brittany Bell was honored with was having her obituary printed in the Kokomo Tribune and Kokomo Perspective. Now that I brought the Kokomo perspective into this, let me fill you in on a little something we discovered. Remember Tanner Barton, the 12-part series I published prior to Brittany Bell? Well, listen to this. The owner of the Kokomo perspective is Brian Oaks. Brian Oaks is Todd Cooney's attorney. And Brian Oaks shares a firm with none other than Alan Wilson, Howard County's attorney. Let that sink in, you guys. There are so many connections in Kokomo and Howard County. Lieutenant Sean Haas that wrote, signed, and reviewed his own official narrative closing Brittany Bell's case became the chief deputy coroner just 49 days later. And one of the super creepy, disgusting, lying, ketamine-loving, all in my opinion, guys involved in Tanner Burton's high suspicious case is connected to Alan Wilson through his attorney, Brian Oaks. 
You guys, this is the stuff that needs to be exposed. This is the stuff that so many departments and political figures get away with. This is the stuff that just flies under the radar because these arrogant jerks, in my opinion, have never been held accountable. Well, they met their match. All of us warriors at Can't Stop, Won't Stop are here to use our voices and hold each and every one of these people accountable. I'm going to leave you with the mission of the Howard County Coroner's Office as stated on their website. It says, quote, The mission of the Howard County Coroner's Office is to serve and protect the community with the highest standard of professionalism by providing a timely medical legal death investigation in a courteous manner while ensuring the compassion, dignity, and respect for the deceased and their families and to work collaboratively with all law enforcement agencies, end quote. I'll let you guys all be the judge on that bold statement, in my opinion, coming from the same coroner's office that provided false information in at least two death cases that I have proof of. I want to remind all of you, though, that I am well aware that there are many phenomenal police officers out there, and I am incredibly grateful for them. My goal at Can't Stop, Won't Stop is to get these cases into the right hands. Through my experience with my sister-in-law, Egypt Covington's murder case, the state police is exactly where each of these cases belong. Brittany's case is 100% solvable. The state police and the FBI have tools and resources to prove why Brittany is no longer with us. Kokomo Police Department did not do a thorough investigation, in my opinion, and I will expose every detail to prove my opinion correct. As soon as we get Brittany's case in the hands of the Indiana State Police, I have all the confidence in the world that she and her family will get justice. With the help of all of you, we know that we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. You guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free and it will help get the awareness to the public about all the injustices happening to so many grieving families. Thank you so much. For all of your support. Also, at can't stop, won't stop dot store, you can purchase merchandise. Please continue to send me pictures of you wearing the can't stop, won't stop merch. It makes me so happy. I love it. Check out can't stop, won't stop on Facebook for more details. Huge shout out to Donna Bell and Donnell Bell, Brittany's mother and father. You guys are both a force to be reckoned with. Because of both of you, I am able to share your baby's story. Because of each of you, we are going to get justice for Brittany, her babies, and your family. I am honored to speak on your behalf and share your truth. 
It is absolutely disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. What if this happened to your innocent child? What if your loved one's friends possibly staged a crime scene? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no! We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers. Please join us at our March for Justice on July 2nd, 2021 in Kokomo, Indiana, where we will join together with many community members and many grieving families fighting for justice. This event is going to be so incredibly powerful. Let's go and make some waves. Let's share our voices. Let's get justice. Let's hold these departments accountable. Let's make a difference. Let's do this. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. It has been four years since Brittany was taken from all of us. It has been four years of obstacles and lies from people she trusted and from the police. It has been four years that no family should ever have to go through. Brittany, we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for you and every other victim that deserves justice. You guys, please be sure to join our Facebook group, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, for more information, where Duane and I go live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow me on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn. A huge thank you to singer and songwriter Mr. Peace for allowing us the rights to use the song, Where'd You Go?, featuring our beloved Egypt Covington. We appreciate you. Can't wait for next week, you guys. Oh, baby.